0: Hello. Season six, episode six. We are live in person for the first time in years. This dude is psyched book record beer at Forest and Main in Ambler. I know. It's fantastic. (laughs) I'm looking at the old timey radio over there. Could you imagine if we like projected ourselves into that? Like... (laughs) Hey, welcome. Hey, we, guys. Got we got a cast here. for you here. Yeah, yeah.
1: Brought to you by a uh, handsome dance Nice <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nicely done. So, uh, as we know, I am uh, Nick Mahal, and we have the great pleasure of uh, our friend Fran Delario being here. Say hello to the people, Fran.
2: Hi, everybody. How are you?
0: Ooh. That, that was, was sultry. Ooh, that that was, was crisp, right? That <laughs> felt crisp. Ooh, uh, this guy is practiced. Uh, <laughs> Daniel DeFranco with us as well, keeping us on track. Hey, say guys. Hello. How are you? And, of course, Nick Gregorio, say what up.
3: Hello. I'm on three hours sleep.
0: Oh, <laughs> look at this. Three hours. <laughs> Must <Braggadocious>. be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cut it in half. Then cut it in half again.
1: Um, I have no kids. I sleep a lot. <laughs>
0: I have two. I don't at all. So uh, <laughs> this is a beautiful and wonderful thing. And I, I, I know, Daniel, you're going to make sure that I don't uh, dive into this, this pool of, of, of joy and wallow in it. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but um, <laughs> it is wonderful to see you all. And I end most you. cast by saying I love you. But uh, I, I really do. And I'm going to cheers you cheers. early in the morning. hello. Hello. Cheers! Great to cheers.
1: Great to see you. It ain't drinking mm. before noon if you never stopped, right? That's a <laughs>
0: that's a hell of a saying. Um, <laughs> I love it. And so also a true one. We are <laughs> we are absolutely on location in downtown. Would you call it? Yes, yeah, this is the downtown.
1: Yeah, this of is Ambler, downtown right? Ambler. Yep. Yeah, yep. five square blocks.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Yes, we are in. A, I a threw up across rain. the
3: street many years ago.
0: In that little castle, in yeah, that little bar, it's, it's important for everyone to know. Yeah, good stuff. So, so <laughs> we are uh, we we're doing something of a, a Fran cast, a little bit of a celebration of, of our friend Francis, and also um, uh, he picked this this cast, right? So we're he gonna did. do we're gonna be looking at uh, Franz Kafka's The Metamorphosis, that little novella uh, that hopefully, dear listener, you know well, and if you don't, we'll certainly give you some back on that. Um, we are listening to Typhoon's Twenty Thirteen. Uh, release White Lighter, um, and we are drinking various beers from this wonderful establishment. And I'll say this was delish uh, mm. off the bat. So um, we'll talk about those in a little bit. Uh, but if I were to introduce these dudes here, I didn't miss it this time, Daniel. i didn't. You did. miss it. I, was, yeah, I saw yeah. you looking, yeah, I was waiting. and it's weird to not see you looking through a computer now, because yeah. I can feel it uh, in my heart. Uh, which is scummy heart. Just like just abs- the judgment, right? Just absolutely <laughs> burrowing in. You can feel uh, his eyes hitting you <laughs> from <either> across <laughs> the table. Another Piercing. Kafka story, the the uh, burrow, right? Uh uh oh, in any case. Famous Czechs is how I would introduce you. Famous Czechs, cause uh Kafka is one of my own uh countrymen. Um I say Czechoslovak. Oh. Although he is Neither, and we can talk about that in a little bit uh, in, in the time period when he was born. But Fran, I'm going to start with you. Yes. You, my friend, would be Angelina Jolie. Ooh. Oh, Did yes. You he know? Would be. Oh, yes. Because uh, not only is he uh, blindingly handsome, mm. of course, I think we can all agree, but uh, he's given a charitable work as well, much like Angelina. So I would say, you, my friend, would be Angelina Oh, I thought oh, I was str- I was it was starting strong here, Nick. I th- nice. I'm going to come <laughs> down. You're, the, you're <laughs> not going to like her. <laughs> oh, great. Good. Daniel. Actually, this is a really good one, too. Uh, you are um, Rico Ocasek from The Cars, lead oh. singer of The Cars. I think uh, he is one of the best and also somewhat underrated uh, songwriters of the past 50 years yeah. or so. Um, just, like also, just, just like Daniel. Just like Daniel. I think Daniel I envisions himself as a Rick Ocasek. <laughs> um, and uh, a and, uh, fun fact as well here, not only is he of Czech descent, uh, his wife, uh, 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 oh, I forget her Ex-wife. name. Ex-wife. Uh, really? They yeah. were together forever. Yeah. She was a, a Czech supermodel. Yeah. She was um, in
1: Philly, too, I think. No
0: shit. How do you know that? <laughs> uh, Instagram. I
3: don't even know who we're talking about. So. <laughs> Rico Kasich? <laughs> no, I know Rico Casic. Uh, I don't know the, the, the she ex-spouse.
0: In, she was in uh, The Men on the Video uh, where oh. she's like laying on the car. In any case. Nice. Um, classic. <laughs> you would be sissy spacek. Uh, <laughs> Not only Nicholas, <laughs> <laughs> necklace. But um, you know what? It was so funny because I was looking at the list, obviously. Like, <laughs> I don't know these offhand. Um, except for this Angelina Jolie because I wear that checks. like a uh, feather in my cap. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, Carrie... And Coal Miner's Daughter, fantastic films, both of which I think you like. So, uh, yeah. especially Kay, because you uh,
3: and I tend to rage out at people when they dump pig's blood on me. So
0: exactly, yeah. With uh, telekinesis, Kyle. <laughs> so that is um, that is who I would introduce you, cats, as <laughs> all right, uh, famous Checks. Uh, well, uh,
1: you put me in a tight spot. This is that was a very niche, so specific introduction like category.
0: knows. I have one in my head that I'd like to be. So if you don't, well, I've got it, one for you. I'll, I'll, I'm going to uh, say mine
1: anyway. You would be a bounced check <laughs> because um, <laughs> you. uh It's there's such promise, <laughs> and then it's such a disappointment. Such a, and you know what's what's tough about that is this is like the third time he said that something to
0: that effect. We're like you think he's gonna be great and yeah. he's just garbage. Yeah, yeah, thank you. But I mean uh, the
1: opposite of that though. As I was saying, I was like, no, this, I, that does I can't. Put it's a spin on that. The, the, That's just this an insult. Is far funnier, you know. What I mean,
0: the, this is far funnier. Um, I was gonna say Adrian Brody because I love him and he's a he's a Czech descent. But yeah. no, yours was way funnier. Way to go, thank you. Yeah. Um. So let's get into let's get into Kafka a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh. Born 1883 in Prague, during the time when they were still, um, you know, in in that Austria-Hungary Habsburg Empire. Right, I keep looking at you because I know you teach him. So yeah. sorry if I'm deferring it. You don't have to respond if I'm giving you uh, <laughs> wrong. But, but of course, <laughs> I know. Unless it's that, yeah. Unless I'm absolutely mistaken, <laughs> please let me know. Um, but you know, so the Metamorphosis comes out in German. He's a German speaker, sure. right? Uh, he's also Jewish, uh, and he's also um, Czech. But he like doesn't really uh, uh, Kafka identify with any of these things. And his his, I mean, this is one of the the really I think, important reasons why his writing exists now and is looked at now as, as much and as often as it is, is because he makes this argument that, how can he identify with any of this stuff if he doesn't even know who he is? Right? So, th- so this internal struggle and this, this, this constant search for identity um, does not allow him to be identifiable any of these other these other things which I find really fascinating about him because um, I find that that shows up in so much of his writing this search for identity this like sort of lack of one um, but having all this other stuff thrown at you and it never really sticking um, and ultimately dying some terrible death <laughs> because of it right like that's that's ultimately it. but I, I find that it's it's not necessarily the physical death so much that he focuses on so much as, as more of a, um, uh, a a personal a, a, a um, a death of identity in a way, right? Because he never actually uh, is able to grasp it. So um, that's a little background about him. I mean, one of the, I think it's hilarious. Um, I have one of these like mass uh, paperback, mm-hmm. you know, uh, presses or whatever. Um, I just want to read the back for, for the sole reason of uh, giving some illustration to anybody who might not know him uh, as to why no one can really qualify Kafka or his writing. Um, Critics have interpreted Kafka's works in the context of a variety of literary schools, such as modernism, magical realism, and so on. Who writes fucking so on? If you're writing writing that for the back of a book, who writes... uh, The apparent hopelessness and absurdity that seem to permeate his works are considered emblematic of existentialism others have tried to locate a Marxist influence in and a so. satirization of bureaucracy and, <laughs> and, persons, and others. A, right? uh, 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 still, others have interpreted his works through the lens of Judaism, uh, Freudianism, and allegories of a metaphysical quest for God. So, like, does he, he hits everything? Is that, is that what yeah. we're, we're meant to see here? If a student um, turned that in, D. (laughs) (laughs) Explain. (laughs) Wrong move. Um, Yeah, so I I, I was like, how the fuck? And
1: all that stuff. Yeah,
0: that's essentially what's being said here. But I think the big thing about him, and I would love to hear you guys, is when you're reading Kafka, um, I get the sense that it's just a dude who can't help but write. And he is so inwardly focused... That he actually isn't touched by anything that's happening ar- around him. Um, that's that's always been my sort of view, and I don't know if you agree. You can absolutely, feel free to disagree. But like, what's your view of Kafka's writing? Um, because it is, you know, I think universally agreed, uh, super unique. You know what I mean?
2: I think so much of it is searching, which I think. Yeah lends itself exactly to the kind of problem we're having of not being able to identify him anywhere. I mean, if you don't feel like you belong anywhere, it becomes hard to adopt a community, right? Like, he's not from here. He's not from there. He doesn't follow existentialism perfectly. He doesn't follow Freudianism perfectly. And it's because it kind of feels like he wasn't following anything. It's just a guy who cannot get himself where he wants to be. I mean he wrote a hundred page letter to his father talking right. about how oh, awful yeah. the experience mm-hmm. of childhood was. <laughs> I, it just feels like this guy is searching. And I think that's why we're still reading it so many years later. Like this is a yeah. person who cannot fit in, who cannot conform in a way that feels authentic. And so is just existing on the outer rim.
3: Yeah. Like Superman. I'm just fucking away. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: That's going to be the first and only time anybody compares Hans Kafka to Superman.
0: Yeah, this, is like, this frail weakling who dies of tuberculosis yes. is Superman.
2: Yeah, his kryptonite was almost everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Absolutely. All right, yeah. we'll call Pizarro then. Fine. <laughs> sure. Like, if we want to go there. Jesus.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's interesting, too, because I, I totally agree. But even in this search, he, he, doesn't even, he can't even like, fall in love. Right which is, is often like the, the, the savior of somebody who, who suffers all the things that he suffers from, um, the physical ailments, the, the, the abuse, all, all this stuff, um, will somehow still hold on or to hope or love or something like that, and yet um, Kafka can't seem to even get there um, and, and and that I think. Wow, to, if you eliminate that, what do you have left? It's sort of like very, very universal uh, uh, struggle to find meaning in, in yourself. Uh, absolutely. I think The Metamorphosis is a great choice for that. To sort of like, maybe this is why it's his sort of uh, uh, marquee work, if you will.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, probably. Right, it's definitely his most popular. Yeah, are, absolutely. Are you well versed in, any of you well versed in Kafka?
0: I've read
3: The meta- Metamorphosis.
1: Yeah, I've read that in some of his short stories, man. like in a collection.
2: Yeah, some of the aphorisms. Yeah. He has a book of aphorisms It's really interesting. Nice. So, yeah. I've, I've so that's it, a that's no. That's,
1: that's a long way to say no. Well, I, I was going
2: to. So, I, if you've ever read Philip
3: Roth's The Breast, it is yeah. the same thing, mm-hmm. except the man turns into a giant tit. Sure. Um, and it's sort of homage, but also sort of the mockery. Bird. And yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. like. Uh, so. I don't know where I was going with that. So that's the extent of Kafka. That's where I was going. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I've read The Metamorphosis and then gosh. How, how
1: about you? You seem to be I've Yeah, I've, I've read, I've read a guy. lot of,
0: of his stories. I think I, I don't want to say all because I know there's like got to be some that I haven't. But I, I have read a ton of his stuff. Um, actually, when I, when I went to Prague, he was my, one of my main focus. He, he lived with his sister like near the castle mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And there's all these statues to him around the ghetto. Um, that he was from. Should go to the museum? Um, yeah. yeah. Great uh, museum. I mean, it's fantastic. And um, it's, it's really wild because I think that Prague actually plays a huge role in a lot of his mm-hmm. stories. You know, it's almost like pose Baltimore or Philly, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's there's a, an environment that seems to be existing in all of the um, the settings of, of, of his stories. Um, and it is Prague in all the various ways that Prague uh, exists because it's a weird place, but it's a fucking awesome place. You know what I mean? And... Um, his Prague was was one where you literally could walk around, and because it was like kind of never hit in any of the wars, mm-hmm. you see architecture from from 1,200 1, years ago up to uh, you know the present day of whatever that was. Yeah, you got um, a
1: Frank Gehry next to a you know it's wild eleven 1, hundred,
0: and and for him you know rare? that that I think certainly certainly played played a huge role um, in 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 this, um, and I, I want to point out there is this fantastic work for anybody that, like is interested in Kafka, uh, Robert Crumb. Illustrates it, and uh, David Marowitz uh, writes it, and it's like it's basically snippets of many of his biggest stories, and, and they sort of explain it and give you some background on him, um, which is great. Uh, but the Metamorphosis. Why is the Metamorphosis? A uh, story of a man named Gregor Samsa, who is the um, main breadwinner for the family, is a traveling salesman, and he wakes up one day, is conscious and sentient, and himself intellectually, uh, but he has turned into an enormous bug. That's the story, right? Because essentially, after that, it's really just a matter of what <laughs> are the sort of consequences of this metamorphosis. Um, and one of the things I wanted to start out with, like, because that really is a story. I mean, is there anything else to add? No, that's with, basically you know? it. It's I mean, like, we
2: never find out why, it's and then why. he dies, Correct. and that's it.
1: Just his relationship, really, to his family and his uh, yeah. and work, how that... Yep. So, so those are the three
0: main things. I wanted to start with, with one which intrigued me because I started thinking about it on this most recent read, is the metamorphosis nev- never is complete. So like his mind never turns into mm-hmm. the mind of a bug. He he remains himself, right? Um, and so I was wondering at that choice, and I had a few you know uh, thoughts, but I wanted to open up to, and see what you guys thought as to, like why Kafka would make the choice to have it um, never be complete. Because you know when you think of Metamorphosis, there is this great uh, sort of um, you know epic work of Ovid's metamorphosis, right? Mm-hmm. But that's essentially like the gods, and then of course the metamorphosis, the metamorphosis is, is human beings becoming one of the living gods with Caesar at the end. Th- this is nowhere near that, doesn't touch it, nothing like that, but it never, it's never complete. So my initial thought was like, wow, he probably read Ovid's metamorphosis. And is his commentary here that uh, human beings are, are de-evolving in a way um and uh i don't know what do you guys think why would he never complete the metamorphosis in this in this tale
2: i always felt like it was important to to recognize the trapped element like if you complete the metamorphosis you're no longer trapped mm. but if you don't if you're mentally intact you're you're fully conscious of how awful this situation is and if we can Absolutely. pull you out like if you eventually say like this is okay now I'm, I'm comfortable eating garbage and climbing around the ceiling. <laughs> You've completed this, but you don't understand your condition anymore. If we need mm. to make this really devastating, it's important that he never forgets this condition. Um, yeah. And I think that's why this story always resonated with me so well, because it it just feels like a larger metaphor for what we're all experiencing. There's this idea that there has to be, Hopefully something bigger. We have to be connected somehow by something larger than this. But I don't know what that is. But I recognize that I want there to be something. And I also recognize that I'm in this sack of meat and bones. And I have to go to work and do these things that I don't want to do. Recognizing that this is what life is. So this is what life is. Well, I'm trapped then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just demanding. Yeah. Family, work. Fucking, can you imagine if your manager came to your house? Yeah. Fuck Get out of bed, dude. You're late for you're work. Late Get for out work. of bed. Yeah. So um, I'm a bug, bro. I was reading. <laughs> I was reading some criticism on the the Metamorphosis, and um, somebody uh, posited that maybe he actually never did change into a bug. We don't actually don't know that. Sure. Um, that's I why mean, the manager was like, "But, dude." Yeah, I mean, he seems to be a bug. I don't know why the family would be so so scared of him, but I also think he's absolutely a bug. Yeah, yeah. But just like the symbolism of 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 uh, uh, Fran, what he said, the symbolism of being Fran, just trapped, right? Yeah, in this this bug <laughs> body, just his <laughs> <a> spacesuit, of <laughs> buggishness. Yeah, this but look, that fits
2: too, though. Like, even if he isn't a bug, but he thinks he's a bug that still lines mm-hmm. up. I mean, th- that's basically just talking about something like body dysmorphia. Yeah. Body dysmorphia. I think there's something wrong with me, and so I'm paralyzed with this. And people might look at me and say, you look fine. Go to work. But but in, up here, like I understand that there's I'm something... I'm a fucking that, bug. Yeah, I'm a bug, man. <laughs> and so the manager might be freaked out because he's a bug, or the manager might be freaked out because he's not a bug, but he's saying, get away from me, I'm a bug. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> yeah. clearly a bug. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the
1: family... You know, even the sister who—what's her name? Greta. Mm-hmm. Greta, yeah. Greta. Yeah, she's like kind of cool with him at first, but then after a while, she she gets she gets pretty tired of him as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I couldn't help but think like, you know, he's the breadwinner of the mm-hmm. family. Um, the family now has to uh, suffer sort of the reality that he was suffering that you know one might argue turned him into this bug, um, and. You know, that's why they're 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 done with him. They rebuke him because he's just um, uh, given him the fate that he was suffering, rather than yeah. them recognizing like, oh my God, like there's no sympathy, there's no empathy gained. Yeah, first from of the all, family.
1: like what in the Wonka grandpa shit is that? <laughs> <laughs> he's like the yeah. only. <laughs>
2: You know what makes me so angry about that though is it's not just that he's the only breadwinner and it's not just that we find out that after all they were capable of working but just weren't. (laughs) For me, what kills me is that the idea is that they're paying off this loan with Mm -hmm. his money, but at the end you find out that they weren't anyway. They were keeping most of it and just paying off a little bit. So essentially keeping him in this servitude Mm -hmm. by not putting all of his winnings into the pot. You know, like it's just completely taking advantage of
1: it. It's it's that larger metaphor of the um, you know, what's like the curse of the working class or not, that's not that's that's a play. What's the um uh wage wage slavery?
0: Right, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's like eighteen hundreds, right? Indentured servitude, Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean it's funny because um there's this um quote from him about like when his father would take him to, uh, you know, sort of like token s- uh, synagogue, uh, you know, because they were Jewish. So he'd, he'd go every once in a while, or like when he got uh, his his sacraments and stuff. Um, he co- he's quoted as saying, "These were preliminary sketches made in hell for later life in an office." And so, like that, the sort of like the drudgery and 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 just like having to sit and be and and go through these motions, as you said um was was just uh it was it was so damning and 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 just destructive to his spirit um and he yeah. saw it so early you know what i mean like like we do this and that sets us up to do this you know what i mean like that this is actually just the uh the the um call it the uh uh, uh training mm-hmm.
1: yeah you think it's important to note correct me um Kafka didn't make a living off of his writing he was he worked like in an office, like a family business or something, right?
0: Until he was like 39 or something, yeah. Yeah. And he dies a little bit later from TB.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, this could also be, uh, you know, it's not a far stretch to say, symbolic of, of his own, fuck, I am trapped. All I want to do is, is be, a, be a writer. Right. And uh, I've got to take care of people by doing these things that I've, I, I don't really want to do. I just want to be a bug, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I know it is. It is love apples. (laughs) 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 Fucking love apples.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, then that brings me to another thing: is like, what is, what is family? Because he paints this really horrific picture of family, and and I think that like, it's one of those things where like now, it's funny. I feel like a lot of people are recognizing, or growing sympathetic to perhaps the struggle that a parent goes through, or or, or that you know maybe why We're, we're so much more cognizant of trauma and. And the psychology of why people do things, you know, in ways that, like, even 10, 20 years ago, we, we didn't even have the vernacular for. And now I hear my students who are 13 years old, like, uh, <laughs> speaking as if they're, like, you know, these highly-degreed um, psychologists and stuff. But in any case, you know, his father comes from abject poverty and is a self-made man, as they say, opens up this, like, f- fancy meat store or something. Mm-hmm. I forget what it actually is. Um, But, like, rebukes because of the huge anti-Semitism, like, rebukes their Jewishness and says that they are Czech, right? Um, And it's interesting because I feel like that's so typical of someone to, like, the father, just thinking about him, like, how everything's just hanging on on a razor's edge of, like, he knows he can go back to that because he's experienced that. And perhaps that's why he's so... um, you know, brutal to Kafka because Kafka is in no way it seems motivated to, to continue that trend. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I, I wonder like it seems like family to him is is servitude. You know, it's 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 uh, perfunctory. It's something that you 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 must do um, as opposed to
1: uh, something that can lift you up or yeah. empower you. Family and work.
2: Yeah. Well, it seems like it matters on where it's coming from, right? Like, if you're going to raise your kids with fear, if you're raising your children out of fear, I see Kafka's dad's point, right? Like, the world is horrible. Look at what it's capable of. It doesn't matter if you're enjoying yourself. There's things that have to be done to ensure that you're not going to end up in a bad spot. But if you're going to raise your kids with hope, it's a little bit different, right? Like, it's the world is wide nothing matters, nothing means anything, and everybody's just running around blind. So here's how you can grow up to be a person that enjoys this experience. And mm-hmm. I think that Gregor Samsa, Kafka himself, is a perfect example of what happens when, we, when we're raised with fear.
1: Yeah.
2: It's all just, I'm, on the, I'm playing defense until I die.
0: Right, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and so, yeah, it's one of those things, like, I wonder if he... Because he's, he's so obsessed with his dad. I wonder if he... he ends up ever ever seeing that you know he writes that enormous letter that the father
1: doesn't really no he never even looks at it right or, like, yeah he doesn't read it it's like it's really um, I mean come it's on so tragic would you, know? you read someone sends you a hundred page letter it's like I'm front not, and back I'd be curious <laughs> I'd probably like
2: read the first page and then maybe like a little bit of the middle and then see if it cleans up at the end and
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like I don't even just those assholes that put like a whole manifesto in their Instagram stories. Right? Don't <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You Kumpka. don't read those? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, uh, ultimately, I, I think you know when we're looking at something like the metamorphosis and and the issues of of family and and the search for self and and also the perfunctory nature of our role in society. It it, it does does really strike me as so far ahead of its time that like one wonders if the sort of absurdist view of life was so dramatically poised against his father's world view that like his father represented so much of the world that's why his writing never becomes popular during during this time and like mm-hmm. he sees himself as as Still wanting to to exist in the world. Like he could have, you know, certainly taken himself out.
1: Yeah. Is the father and the one doesn't. that threw the apples at him? Right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So there's that. His, so f- there's his father essentially that. kills him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he
2: gets an infection from that and that's what gets kills stuck. him, right? He's yeah, he gets wedged it's yeah. back there and rots.
1: Yep. I think that's a good place to jump into final thoughts. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah.
1: I'll go first. There you go, Daniel. I think <laughs> I think this is a story that uh, I think it, it, it's it's lasted um, because of those themes that, that Fran mentioned and uh, and that you just brought up as well, Nick. Um, I think that's I don't know if you're just looking at that because you are a new father again, and um, yeah, maybe
0: yeah, yeah, it
1: could be. I don't know. Yeah, um, I think that the metamorphosis is good. It's all of those things, <laughs> <laughs> and so on. Once again, and so
0: on, and so on.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh,
0: the, you know, all of the, the schools of thought, all those philosophies that are mentioned on the back of this m- mass market paperback,
2: and so on, and
0: so, and, and what have you, <laughs> as well. Um, they, you know, come after, largely. You know, I mean, we—that was what we read to us. was was Sartre, mm. um, and uh, yeah. the the—but all of these things, you know, you can see glimmers of. But I think that they're when you take it to those extremes, making them schools of thought and all this other stuff. It's it's going to um, pervert pervert the essential idea, I and mean, the essential idea in the morphosis s- still hangs out. You know, what I mean, like it's it's still there, which to me really is this idea of like. When we allow ourselves to not to accept that we are a bug, as opposed to still keep it intact and, and, and keep our, our consciousness there and, and critically sort of examine things, um, when, when, we, when we allow ourselves to just accept that we're a bug and, and, and uh, be happy that we are pushing a rock up a fucking hill or whatever it might be, um, when we do that, we might lose our humanity um and i i think that for me that's sort of like the big takeaway with this is is not to imagine sisyphus happy you know what i mean like to actually yeah. rage against what our condition might be because as you said like everybody like vonnegut we're here to fart around you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i see a lot of vonnegut and or kafka I see a lot of Kafka and Vonnegut as well, which is interesting because they both had this like one sister they loved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that I feel like that thing connects them deeply. But not to go off on a tangent, I'd say that you know that that to me is really the biggest thing. Is like we think that people have it figured out, and some people kind of do, but nobody really does. And that's the biggest thing that as an adult and something like that, I wish my children didn't have to experience to know that I could just like let them know. Mm-hmm that like nobody really knows what the fuck they're doing yeah. and they're just taking their best guesses. And some people's best guesses are absolute shit and they have no real idea. And like do as much as you can to like be proficient in the thing that you like, you know, cause that's, it doesn't matter beyond that. And, and make sure that you're never sort of caged, you know? Um, because that's, that's a fate worse than death.
2: Yeah. It definitely reads to me like a warning. Um, yeah, yeah that people are going to do their best to bully you into conformity because it validates the thing that they're doing. Um, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing this thing. And if I can convince all of you to do it too, then it makes me feel like this is probably right. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's the most important thing that young readers specifically can take away from the metamorphosis is not to just eat into all that shit that everybody's throwing at you. Nobody knows what they're doing. And you going along with everybody else is not helping you as much as it's helping them. So just keep that in mind. Yeah,
1: and fuck them if they don't want you hiding under the couch while you're you're listening to music. Yeah,
2: maybe you want to eat your milk and bread.
1: Yeah, don't don't take
0: anybody's uh, fur-laden lady picture. (laughs) You know, don't. I don't know how to say that. (laughs) Rightly, that was weird. But
3: yeah, Um, I've always thought that the every little thing you do, all the world is cages. You know what I mean? You, you have a job, it's a cage. You got a family, you got a cage. You want to be a writer, it's a cage. But in doing those things and understanding that you can make this space your own, you can saw little gaps in the bars and you can go everywhere you want to. And you can decorate where, however you see fit. You can put flowers in the corner. You can make sure that your vanity is real nice and the toilet's hidden away nice and good so you're not shitting all over yourself. The world is the is vampire. Yeah. I've always seen it as like you have to fit in to get enough uh, money, or in this case, privilege, to be able to survive. And then once you can survive, you can do whatever you want.
1: And yeah. I
3: find that freeing, even though I'm in all these little cages.
0: That yeah, that to me is like um, I just it feels that feels like such a. Um, uh, suburban thing, it is you know what i mean
3: it is because like i, I mean i like france i was raised with a father and a mother who taught me to dream and hope you know what i mean but i also understand that like <laughs> most people don't have that and it is a privilege to be able to think <laughs> in the way that i do and i be able yeah. to turn a cage into something <laughs> yeah nice or positive so no i think it's
0: did you see the new cage decorations at the Costco? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm never gonna not be able to think of that now. Whenever I buy something new for the house, oh, I got a new couch for the cage.
1: <laughs> no, no. So, uh, final thing before we seg- we segue into uh, the music, uh, what bug would you be if you had the turn? If you woke up tomorrow, what bug would you be? You get to pick. Oh, good one. Firefly. How come? They're pretty. And good. They that's it. That's all we need. Shine into the night. Keep it under three. Fucking.
0: That's a fucking fantastic response. <laughs> God damn it. Ah, oh, I wish. I wish I could have been been the goddamn fight. You know what I'd be? I'd be a fucking hummingbird moth. Oh. Because you had no idea what I actually was. Until you got too close. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. That thing's repulsive. God damn it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm going to be the the purple horn tomato worm, whatever that thing's called. Uh, Just this big, fat son of a bitch with a big purple horn that eats tomatoes and shits everywhere. That's, <laughs> mm. what that's a life. all it is. Yeah, what that's it. Life. That's life until somebody hits you with a shovel. Insect <laughs> colony. And I think they turn into a pretty beautiful moth, but I've never given Dope. them the chance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd be a ladybug. Mm. Of course. Because um, I'd land on people and they think it's good luck. <laughs> Premeditated. <laughs> That's so it. You know why
3: I'd be a firefly more than anything. People catch me and put me in a jar. That's so a nice nice cage. And rip your butt off. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. tear your ass off. Or take off. a wiffle ball bat and see how I streak through the night
1: sky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Fran picked a terrible album, so let's get into that. Oh! oh. 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 I like this one. God line. damn!
0: Oh, wow. So, what is that album, you say, <laughs> dear listener? Uh, Typhoon from Portland, Oregon. A band that's been around since oh five seventeen. Years, man, a a high school senior's life. They've been around for uh, the album that we listened to is White Lighter from 2013. Um, I was telling Fran earlier, I the voice was somebody else's voice that I couldn't, I could not place for the longest time. And I gotta say, I I I thought you were gonna dig the orchestration of it because musically, I I I like the arrangement of the vast majority. I mean, maybe the whole album. Um, I, I, I really, I was, I was into it. I don't know if to, no, I'm not agreeing with Daniel at all. Oh no. But <laughs> I'll say this. I, there is, there is a taste in my mouth that had I heard this before I heard the world of this, you know what I mean? Like the, the, all the other bands that fall into the genre, Whatever that might be called, stomp hey, um, stomp hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I feel like I would have gotten really into it because lyrically I was like I was like, all right, all right. The arrangement I really dug. I like the horn. I like the the, um, the the harmonies were really well placed. I thought. I don't know musically. I was I was into it. it reminded me of a band. Um, you won't. Did you ever listen to them? Mm-mm. Oh, dude, you should. It's Two Piece. Okay. And they're fucking fantastic. They're great. Um, and um, you won't. You won't. They're, and they're kind of funny. They're, they, they are fantastic. I, 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 I like them uh, a little bit more in Typhoon, of course, but like um, reminding me of that, that, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I think that it just was that it's been, um, the well has been, has been pissed in a little bit by some of the bands that sure. are doing a similar sound. Yeah, well,
1: this came out in 2013. I mean, the height of this music had already crested. So In 2013,
0: you think? I think so. But they're from oh, 05, so you gotta give them give them some. Yeah, but this value. album,
1: you gotta grow, you know?
2: All right, all right, all right. Jesus.
1: Can so I so make I a can I away. make a plea for it? Yeah. I think gonna <laughs> listen to it. I think the li- he's not. He's not. But I think the <laughs> lyrical
2: content comes from a place that is, should we say Kafka-esque, maybe close to that experience. So the singer, my understanding, is Um, had Lyme's disease at a very young age, and sent several organs into failure. And so had organ transplants, um, and I guess his cage that we're talking about here is probably that cage of the debilitating long-term effects of a pretty large illness. And I think when you look through White Lighter as an album, there's a lot in there about... um, it's, it's not as maybe positive as like a seize the day type thing, but there's that in there that like this is all so temporary and so yeah. close already to over than you even recognize. And they don't say like, so get out there and do your best. Like they just stop. Like there is no positive ending. Like it's, hey, this is crazy and it's almost over.
1: So, so. I should overlook the... Um uh derivativeness of all of it because I feel sorry for the guy. I, think, I, I knew think he was gonna do so it. They I do mean.
2: a wonderful job of explaining Jesus. maybe exemplifying. This man's a guest. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll do this. We can do this. I think they reckon with our endings in a really interesting way. I think that's what I pull out. When I listen to Typhoon, I am both Prepared for the end and interested about what's going on right now. I think that's it's it's that largeness that I think you're not loving. The, <laughs> the giant orchestral nature of it to me kind of feels like the funeral pyre. Like, let's make it as big as we possibly yeah. can before we fizzle out. Yeah, I, um, I, can, I
1: can agree with you as well. When I was listening to it, I also was waiting for the end.
3: <laughs> so can I just jump in oh for God. a second, Fran? So Daniel has two responses to anything I've ever chosen. It's <laughs> This is terrible, or this is the best album I'll never listen to again. Perfect. So the fact that he's speaking at all is a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am
0: genuinely surprised, though, because I thought... Um, pretty good. I again, I think that voice was just the thing that, that got me. The I, I think the female vocalist is is a fantastic compliment. Yeah. Um. And the just the the arrangement, I was really impressed by. It. I I and again, I I don't listen. This is this is not the type of music that. I mean, I'm literally on a death from above 1979 kick right now. So like, this is not uh the type of thing that I would I would typically listen to. It was a it was a nice nice um kind of breath of fresh air a little bit. Palate cleanse. Palate cleanse, exactly, yeah, because it was a a lemongrass amber There you you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But (laughs) it was, it was, it was, because, you know, um, I can agree with Daniel on some things. I I don't know how often, if ever, I would listen to it um, again, but I might because I did really like the orchestration. It was one of those things where I would need to listen to it a few more times to figure out what's going where. Yeah. And I like that. I really like um, when things aren't like m- math rocky complex, right? Where you're like, really got to listen. But it was like, oh, like why show. would you put that there? And why is it only there for, for that long? Hell is fantastic, Tom. Um, but like, I thought that was really, really a redeeming quality uh, for it. I think it's a shame that they fell into that, that group. Yeah, Dan.
1: Well, they didn't fall into it. They are part of it. Do you I, think? Yeah, but... Track five, there's They ran like, headlong listen,
0: toward it. But listen, <laughs> listen, though. So much of... I, I think if you're saying something's derivative, I would say the people across the pond are derivative.
1: They're always stealing from us. So let's talk and about across the pond. So this guy's accent... I legit thought since it was a Fran pick <laughs> and the way this guy sung that I was like, okay, this is like a, a Scottish band yeah, or an Irish band yeah, no. that Fran is just you know, shining a light on. Cool, like other countries music, Fran. All right, fine. All right. <laughs> and then he told me that they're from Portland, Oregon. I'm like, of course, A fucking course they are. And then the, the whole And then it all came together. They had, they, I, I guarantee the guy's got a hat. <laughs>
3: Did you see Brian's hat? Look at this guy wearing a hat <laughs> wearing like a an hat. asshole. Like some kind. Oh my god, he's still <laughs> wearing that fucking hat. Jesus. Who wears a fucking
2: hat in two thousand
0: thirteen? Nobody said shit, dude.
3: Nobody said <laughs> shit.
2: Can I can I throw this out there? I do think that this might be coming from a place where so I told Dan the other day that I don't like the Beatles, and I think he's really upset about very, it, and I think yeah. he was planning on taking a dump yeah, yeah, yeah. on whatever I brought here today, <laughs> and just he was, as just as be, Look, his brought, face, look at his face! Look at his face! He's like, shit, I've been However. outed! I've been outed. No. And He was
0: like, oh, uh, worst album. Way to pick their worst album. Whatever it <laughs> <laughs> might
1: <have been>. <laughs> that, <laughs> fucking revolver. I didn't thought about that since That's that day, here. but I'm wondering if that it's is... It's here. <laughs> you, you
2: shoved that down, and it's coming out. I don't like the Beatles. Yep. Um But I gotta say I agree with Frank. I I it's
1: understand okay. <laughs> you not, th- you not liking the Beatles doesn't make White Lighter any better. <laughs> Nor I, does it prevent Dan from cracking this table. In but two. here's the
2: thing: I, rec- <laughs> I recognize that White Lighter probably can't exist without the Beatles. But if you're going to give me any Beatles album versus White Lighter, I'm going to pick White Lighter. I just and I know that that bothers you. It doesn't
1: bother me. You're just dumping more shit in your uh, un, un- unreliable narrator. I'm shitting <laughs> where I eat as far as my tastes go here. <laughs>
0: but you, there's nothing, nothing...
1: Okay, so I'm, I'm definitely taking the piss a little bit. Um, they're okay. They're fine. A lot of orchestration. I was kind of digging it a little bit. Um, uh, I think the mixing might have been a little weird. Maybe just listening to it in the car was maybe not the best experience.
0: Listening to it in the car was not.
1: I was a, like, "There's too much the happening."
0: In. Once I put the headphones on, I got really yeah. into some of the uh, auxiliary instruments, if you will. Yeah. Because um, yeah. the first,
1: the first track, well, the prelude, but then the next one, "Artificial Light." Yeah, it mm-hmm. comes in.
0: I love how that comes in. It's really it's cool. Very cool. I too wish much going was on. One song.
1: I wish it was one song though. It is one song.
0: It's basically one song. It's like four it songs. It is. it is, but like. If it would have just, I would have been like, ooh, you know what I mean. But sure. I was like, why? Cut? Lyrically, I get it, but like, whatever.
1: But I did make a bet with myself as I was listening to it. I'm driving. I listened to it all in, in, in a single drive the other day, and uh, I was like, <laughs> after the first song, I was like, mm, how long until a stomp? Hey, yeah. They're like, in there. Yeah, they're in there. Yeah, track five. Edward, track five. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: yeah. five That's tracks. Four That's about... four tracks
2: without one. Yeah.
0: You, you made it a good distance. The I one mean, was a prelude. No, so. Edward Sharp and the magnetic zeros or whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's it's um <laughs> I felt like
1: Yeah, thank you I don't know. It was three degrees Nick, above what wagon are you wheel. Oh
3: Christ, I, come on. Uh what the fuck did he say yeah, was don't, don't that was? so not wagon wheel <laughs> us.
0: <Don't> Bringing <laughs> old crow medicine show to this. A completely
1: different. Yeah. Jesus, I think Christ. they're headlining with the or some shit. <laughs> See, that's what he does though. That's <laughs> yeah. what he's gonna do.
2: Uh-huh. He's like, I'm gonna bring it down to a level that I can much easier destroy it. Out. And okay. just wait until like you're sleeping no tonight. You just kind of like that. There's no, yeah. <laughs> there's no nuance with those
0: bands. There's no nuance with those bands. There is no nuance. They, they are with it. This band, there's nuance, and I appreciate that.
2: Yeah. Possible deaths. You didn't like possible deaths. That's my favorite track on the album.
0: He doesn't even fucking know. It. He, he doesn't, doesn't know, know what
2: that is. He's just it was like, like this, I'm gonna with
0: a broadish brush. He's like, no, I turn <laughs> that one off
2: and one I put on here? Hey Jude. Because <laughs> that whole na 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 thing, no, that's that's different than a stomp. Hey, that's a na 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 na. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna learn it on classical guitar in a
2: different key. Get out my um, Rickenbacker.
3: <laughs> Jesus. You know what? I, I would just like to listen to this roast continue. <laughs> like, yeah. um, anyway, no, I like this album. I don't have... I, I remember liking this very much in like uh, 2008 when I was sad. Sure. And like be- feeling like very, like, very... <laughs> you like when you're getting when? broken up with, oh. like that type of thing. <laughs> that kind of you know, when bad. you're like driving in your car late at night and you're kind of drunk and you're like listening to this and you're like, Yes! These people get me. me. (laughs) Um, So I was very felt like I I enjoyed that time listening to music. So it was reminiscent of that. Uh, But this is. Yeah. And Let me just
2: tell you that this was very stressful. Can I tell you that? You know. Oh, Nick, yeah. Nick has been texting me all week. That's like, why hey, I put it you, on your shoulders. Did you pick a record yet? And I was like, I'm going to pick a record. You're stressing me out. This is a lot. Like, this is when you meet a new friend. They're like, what's your favorite album? And you're like, oh, shit. This is going to be a make or break situation. So this is not my favorite album. I do love this record. And I think yeah. lyrically, it ties very well to the Metamorphosis. Um, I agree. I, like I think that, I yeah. agree with that. So no, I, I g- tried to do some parallel
1: structure.
3: I thought you did a, f- a great job, Fran. Frankly, music for weird. bugs. A great job. <laughs> <laughs> music so, for uh,
1: bugs. So, final thought is: um, as soon as I finished listening to this, I drove to the nearest guitar center and I walked right in and punched a banjo and <laughs> <laughs> walked right the fuck out.
0: I don't even think there's many banjos on this. Oh, I found one. <laughs>
3: punched it right in the guts yeah
0: (laughs) nice uh yeah my my final thought on it is um i I agree i really i not agree i'm agreeing with fran i like the orchestration quite a bit and i thought lyrically it was it was pretty tight um but again it's just to agree with nick not something that i i'm gonna you know go back to uh too soon but good pile and cleanse for sure as to what i'm listening to and meow
2: my final thoughts are that I'm sorry I brought it in at all (laughs) (laughs) see don't let him do that to you he does that to me all the time and I've been doing this for six years and I have a very
3: very (laughs) low self esteem make our guest feel inadequate It's a bold move. It's a bold yeah. move. Just to be like, hey, congratulations on that new book. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> for letting us to have us in this
0: wonderful brewery. Fuck you.
3: Your music day Excellent. sucks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> are you prolific motherfucker? <laughs> it's
0: a fantastic uh, segue, though. Hey. Let's. Uh, yeah. Friend, let's. Let's. Let's move. Talk about your shit. I. W- I want to. Yeah. I want to open the floor to, to to Fran, of course, and and please talk about um, your newest book. And uh, you know, let's and let's talk about Forest Maine as well. But talk about Joy, please.
2: Sure. Welcome to Joy. Uh, so this is a, <laughs> a hard, can we give an ode hard to? Hard it? To Can we get an ode? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a new book that I've been working on for six years. Um, I took a break to write. Please plant this book, and then I took another break to write with a difference with Nick, um, and then. At the end of, I didn't write anything. <laughs> second boo this week. Yeah, um, that's fairly standard for me. Two boos a week isn't bad.
0: Yeah.
2: And did it, uh, it? I didn't really write anything during the lockdown portion of COVID, but post lockdown, this all kind of I, I would say almost a quarter of this book was written post lockdown. Um, It was supposed to be done a long time ago, but I ended up throwing out a good chunk of it because it was just too sad. And then I kind of set my sights on writing a happy book. My first book was really, really depressing. And I worried a lot about the headspace that I was creating for my readers. And I was like, what am I doing here? Let me try and flip this a little bit and maybe create something that is a little happier. And then life uh was like no no you fucking don't <laughs> um and, and so Check it out we <laughs> <Disease>. <laughs>
0: yeah
3: exactly
2: we, we were gonna have a baby and that was joyous but then she was sick when she was born and it was like six months of stomach uh. issues and everything was difficult and then that kind of recovered and i was like all right we can we can get back to this and then the person that i was writing th- with this this book with my buddy scott who was going to illustrate it um passed away in 2018 um, and that was just kind of like the, the gut punch that almost I just almost quit completely. Um, but then after a little while, I, I, I kind of regrouped and redirected the, the whole scope of the book. And it, instead of becoming a book about joy, it became a book about chasing joy and like how so much of life, I think, is about aiming yourself toward where you want to be it's not even so much about getting there getting there doesn't even necessarily matter but it's just understanding what we're supposed to be doing here and that was kind of what i was thinking about when i was trying to write this book
0: nice i mean i wore this uh as an ode to this uh book because of listener
1: nick mahalik is wearing a t-shirt that's got a heart that says i am scum which is an idols t-shirt Bristol yes. Band Idols.
0: And their album that this song is from is called Joy as an Act of Resistance. Yes. And, uh, and so I, I wonder, like, this use of the, the word joy as opposed to happiness um, I find really interesting because I see it all over the place, and it seems to be purposeful, um, if not subconscious, that we're using that term instead of happiness because I think that there's... And I don't know. I'm asking... Really, is there, when we think about it, like a major difference? And I think there is, because if you, if, you, if you try and, and achieve happiness, it seems like you're going to be um, almost uh, um, chained to it, whereas joy is, 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 seems purposefully temporal and, and much more visceral in, in nature. And I don't know if you would agree or if it's just something that I am uh, thinking about way too much.
2: No, I agree completely. I think happiness is kind of horseshit. Happiness is like yeah. like it's a tether. If you're happy, that's something momentary. And if right? you know like, it, clap your hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're at a baseball game or you're at a concert or eating a really good burrito, like there's happiness in that, but it's so temporary. I think joy is larger. Happiness is just momentary, whereas I think if you... If you're aiming towards joy, it can fundamentally change your life. Mm. It's a pursuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. Like,
1: um, it's like turning off white lighter. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Um, um, so, so where I, I find, too, uh, I, I noticed this when I looked in the back, you have Frank Turner. Yes. Who's, who's read the book, which his change uh, from being the front man of a very brutal punk band, I would mm-hmm. argue, where he's literally in the pit with his mic stand, shoving people away with the, the heavy <laughs> bottom of this, you know, stand uh, to, you know, um, oh, what was the name of his, his band that he... His solo act. The Sleeping uh, Souls. Um, and then, uh, I, I thought his... his Mongol race,
3: Horde. He did one called Mongol Horde. That was a uh, hardcore band, right? I think.
0: Yeah. Well... The, or in any case, I, I, the the sound was dramatically different. Absolutely. And, and and it just it strikes me that you know he's uh, you know given given a, a blurb for for this book called Joy when I can picture him as the dude smacking people in the face mm-hmm. with a mic stand <laughs> in the middle of a pit. You know, I he, do have to
3: say, working with Fran, Fran has this incredible um, way of just. Asking people for exactly what he wants from them, no matter who they are. And they say
2: fucking yes. It, they don't always say yes. So this, my friend, my other friend, Fran and I, uh, she's fun Fran and I'm just regular Fran. Uh, fun Fran and I have this thing called the power of the ask that we believe in, where if you want something, you just ask the person for it. Yeah. And if you don't sound like an asshole when you do it. Yeah, I mean, That's sometimes it works. Yeah.
0: That's the difference. Yeah. Frank
2: was good friends with Scott. Uh, and so I think that made it a little easier for him to say yes to this project, um, to blurbing this. But yeah, it was pretty, pretty incredible to get that reply. That's awesome.
0: That is, that really is. Yeah, it's a great collection.
2: Thank you, truly it is. Thank you, I appreciate it. I'm excited
0: that. to read it. Yeah.
3: Um, very pumped. I, I read it prior to its publication, and then again when yeah. I got it. And um, you, you are immensely wise and I'm envious of your your ability to be able to use language to instill hope even your 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 the first your first book that you referred to as very sad and depressing I got a ton of really hopeful thoughts out of that one and this one even more so because that's more of the the aim I Uh,
2: think if you got hopeful thoughts out of the first one you found them on your own Uh. (laughs) well you know what I think I did place that in there
3: Well, I, I thought they, I, I love the fact that it was so goddamn sad. Yeah, yeah. And I see. I, I love sad things. Sad things <laughs> make <laughs> me feel there's a comfort. Good, I do too, and I yeah. agree, yeah. and I feel the same way. Yeah. But
2: after you're the one making the sad thing, <laughs> it's hard to get up and read that stuff. Yeah, right. At, like I, I, on the the shows that I'm doing now, I don't think I have any. If and when we wake, even mm-hmm. on the set, and it's just it's gonna it's gonna kill the room, man. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, I think that especially now, where you know, we're two years pandemic stuff, and like nobody, like people don't want sad stuff. And, yeah, like I like, hey, don't even want.
2: You guys want to get sad tonight? <laughs> like, you no, be I've been bummed out on your three one night out yeah. fucking years. That's Can you way. help me yeah, out yeah. Of yeah. here? Open up for Lana Del Rey. Yeah, <laughs> I got a babysitter. No, I don't want to get sad tonight.
0: I am terrified. I'm going to get a call in a few minutes, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to have to leave the only night I've had in 18 months, Rob. <laughs> yeah, like I, I definitely I don't think that's a that's not a wise move. No, uh, to to throw that into the no. set. I'd agree with you there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and let me ask you, how did you uh come across uh Forest Maine because you've chosen our venue as well?
2: Um, I drink their beer a lot. Um, nice. So I live down the street, and my wife and I stumbled into their old space. Um, they moved from the cross streets of Forest and Maine. Makes um, sense. But we we stumbled into their bar a bunch of years ago and we're just, you know, it was like an accidental walk home from dinner and we, we came in and they had this beer on tap called sky packed. It was so good that I think we filled like four growlers with it that week. Um, nice. And we've been coming here ever since. This is my favorite brewery. Um, period. Just
0: celebrating their, wow. Just celebrating their, their, uh, 10 year anniversary yeah. from that location, I guess, cause it was in 2012 and now this one, Dan told us was in November. right? Yeah. yeah.
2: So the thing about this, brewery for me is that they make absolutely phenomenal beer and all of the people here are really nice (laughs) and i feel like if you've been looking around and reading the stuff we're like kind of slowly finding out that not every brewery is really nice right um and there's some stuff going on so slowly that might not (laughs) yeah maybe quickly um but it was an avalanche yeah but this brewery has always been like just every person that you talk to here is just like a very kind person that they're they're not just here to like get you drunk and take your money like they want to talk to you they're cool people so i yeah i'm i feel very privileged to live up the street
0: <laughs> i told nick i told
2: nick when we got here i'm looking for a bar where everybody's going to know my name yeah. and i feel like this could be my spot yeah this yeah. is
0: this is a beautiful spot it is. i um yeah this reminds me of the town where i grew up actually and there was a bar but it was not... The people were not nice. Um, (laughs) I got into so many fucking fights. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And I do not get that vibe whatsoever here, which is fantastic. Um, Very, very cool. You know,
3: for a show that, that is, you know, a third of... Our name and a third of every episode is beer. This is the second episode we've ever done from
0: a brewery in six <laughs> years. Yeah, <laughs> remotes are tough. They are tough. They are. Uh, yeah. Especially
1: Johnny, for the guys that you know do all the work.
0: Johnny Buzz over here yeah. with this fucking mic.
1: So let's talk about the beer that we had because um, we all had different ones and we did. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm absolutely. gonna go ahead and say they were probably all great. Yeah. yeah. This was. I delicious. had the uh, mild. It's a 3.8% dark mild. Uh, excellent. I yeah, had Picture Book,
2: which was a lemongrass IPA, which I've never heard of, but it was absolutely delicious. How do you feel? Uh, so I haven't eaten yet today. <laughs> you're feeling good. So I'm feeling pretty good, yeah. I had a granola bar this morning when I woke up. Cheerios. I'm feeling my, very similar. My son was screaming Cheerios at me to him the yogurt. Yeah. Cheerios that he threw on the ground. He doesn't eat Cheerios yet. He's five months old. They have holes in the middle. You can't choke on those.
3: <laughs> he doesn't have any teeth. Mushroom I'm Feed <laughs> like a baby <laughs> Gum em.
2: That's true. You eat them first.
0: Yeah, I'm not... You
2: they know
3: got, what? They got Fuck ones
0: that. that. can dissolve, dude. They're, they they're do the, the puffs. Yeah. The puffs. I very much puffs. love being a yeah. parent. I you very couldn't, much love you couldn't die off. on a puff
2: <laughs> if you tried to. Yeah. Oh, you haven't met me and my son. We <laughs> choke on everything, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I, I had the, uh, and there's a lot, it should be noted, right? Like if you come in here, if you're a uh, beer drinker, um, I love the hand pulled. Oh, I love a right? hand pulled. Um, <laughs> and I had uh, one from the side, which was the uh, Um which I wanted to get, one, because of the connection to the Metamorphosis, right? Sure. Comes out in German. It's a German. You know what? I
3: knew it. I wasn't going to say it when we were up there. I was like, he's picking this because of the book. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But also, secondly, because it is a marker for me, the the Pilsner or the the culture to to get to see what kind of brewery you're dealing with Um, because it's sort of a a relatively, I think, uh, basic uh, recipe or whatever like You can't hide behind nothing. You can't hide behind anything. Exactly right. You can throw a bunch of hops and you can throw a bunch of different sort of effervescence in and whatever mm-hmm. but you can't really do that with a cold with style beer and um it's delicious man it was so good and to say that i rarely drink these is like a uh, understatement too so it's like yeah well done delicious. yeah good job parson man yeah, yeah yeah awesome highly highly recommend absolutely well
3: i have beyond completion um oh, do you get that
0: because of the story too <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> no
3: i got it because it was an ipa um and i really wanted one and it is fantastic nice um what are you tasting hmm? what are you tasting Let's be honest with you beer <laughs> beers yeah. yeah no it's it's citrusy it's it's nice and and thick but drinkable and it's real good I, i've had a lot of forest in Maine over the years um
0: Oh, yeah, you're out this near this. Yeah, I'm well, not, yeah.
3: not far at all. Um, their saisons, by the way, are an outrage. Like, you're talking about earthy, wonderful. Oh, I'm getting a... Bu- I'm, like, looking at the fridge right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm He's in so much trouble. Your, your um, <laughs> salivating. Yeah. You know,
2: when they first started, they used to do... Uh, these really amazing tasting notes. You would read like, oh, a new beer came out. And let me scroll down and look at the notes. And it would be like that drive you took with your brother out to Nebraska. You could <laughs> taste like that. <laughs> and nice. I loved those. They had like these really bizarre fucked up pineapples. Okay, I can probably <laughs> understand what that's like.
0: <laughs> wow, you've created an image. These guys should be writing the back of these mass market papers. Yeah, exactly.
1: There, right? And so on. <laughs> Also, shall I introduce a rating system? Go for it. All right. I am um, going to give the metamorphosis um, 12 out of 13. It's a long one. Oh my God. Haze before you stomp on the bug that you see in your kitchen. <laughs> OK, so I give it 12 out of 13. Haze before you stop on the bug. Yeah, it's usually sure. stomp clamp. Well yeah. For now it's a, it's a hay and then it's a, a and then, and then, then a, a stomp hay. on the bug. Yeah. Okay. So 12 out of 13 hay stomps on the bug. Metamorphosis. Um I give a white elephant. What's it called? White, white elephant, <laughs> you got it. Yeah, cuz it's it's a shit, right? You by hurric- it's good and then it's, it's, a, it's something shitty. By hurricane. <laughs> white lighter. White lighter. <laughs> white lighter. I give white lighter um one <laughs> haze out of a possible 13. Are you saying haze like hay? Like hay! Uh, well, right wouldn't there. it be one hay? One hay yeah. out of a possible... This guy teaches English. Come Stop. on. Stop. The fuck? <laughs> and I give uh, Forest in Maine, they get, um, you know what? Even if the Lumineers were playing here and they all had banjos and then there was a traveling group of mandolin players that came in wearing fucking hats. <laughs> fucking hats. And then some like weird weird chick in like a in a sundress had a violin and then some dirty dude had like <laughs> suspenders and he's like offering like haircuts, <laughs>
2: <laughs> mustache wax. Yeah.
1: I I'd, I'd still come here. You'd still come wow. in. I'd still come I in praise. too. Yeah. I praise. Yeah. That's that's my uh, rating on that.
0: Wow. Jesus. And it's out of 13.
1: Yeah, lucky number.
2: Lucky, yeah. You know, white um, lighters are actually right supposed to be bad luck as well. Yeah. So it's interesting that you've picked thirteen as your rating system. He subconsciously mm. likes the album, and he's doing he everything possible.
1: He does. I- I- possible to to deny. Subconsciously, it. I think I hate Fran. <laughs> 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 oh man! Goodness <laughs> Jeez, gracious! Um,
0: I'll go. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do. Uh, the metamorphosis for a, a zillion different reasons 13 out of 13 haze before you stomp on the bug that you see in your kitchen. Uh, because it's a you know, I think it is everything, it's one that deserves all of the acclaim that it gets, in my opinion, uh, for myriad reasons. Um, I'm gonna say white light or white lighter by Typhoon. I'm gonna give a solid 7.5 out of 13 haze before you stomp on the bug that you see in the kitchen. Um, and uh, Forrest manuel you know, 13 out of 13. I, I feel like
1: yeah, if, if, out of here, right? if,
0: if the gross was that good, Lord knows what these other tasty, hilariously named beers are going to be. Um, so 13 out of 13. Hey, before you stomp on the bug that you see in your kitchen. Can oh. I
3: see your note so I can do my? Yeah, uh, can I? It's hey, important. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna give the Metamorphosis 12 out of 13 haze before you stomp on the bug that you see in your kitchen, um, because like I want to know, like was it a witch? Was it a science experiment gone wrong? How did this guy turn into a bug? So you don't? Who like not- No, like. I'm just fucking around. I just <laughs> <laughs> no, if that was the reason, you'd be like, you dude, don't you're get an it, idiot. Bro, you don't get it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't get it. Why is the he wrong a thing, bug? You dumb fucker. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> next year, I know I'm gonna get that like five. Tell 500. me more <laughs>
2: about the lady in the picture on the wall. <laughs> yeah.
3: I want to know where it. the evil scientist comes in. Um, I'm going to give uh, Typhoon an eight out of 13 haze before you stomp on that bug that you see in your kitchen. And then I'm going to give Forest and Maine a 15 out of 13 <laughs> haze before you stomp on the bug that you see in your kitchen because pff, 13 just doesn't seem like enough.
1: It's not
0: enough. Nicely done. Yeah. Odd number. Um, well, big thank you to you, friend. Thank, thank you, you for having for me.
1: Does Fran get a rating? All this.
0: Um,
2: yeah. Do you want to? Sure. I mean, I brought this stuff. Is that this seems unfair. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll rate the things that I recommended. Sure. Uh, I'm going to give the metamorphosis 13 because I think we need to be reminded over and over and over again, this is chaotic and mostly meaningless. Don't turn into a bug. Don't be the person that gets <laughs> to be the bug. I'm going to give Typhoon, it doesn't matter. They're, if they hear this, they're not sharing it. So it doesn't matter what we <laughs> say at this point. Um, I really like the Typhoon album. I'm going to give it an 11 out of 13. Um, and I'm going to add a stomp clap for the fly. So you kill the bug and the fly that's also in your kitchen. Um, and yeah, Forest is my favorite brewery. So I don't think I can fairly rate it. <laughs> it's I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give it haze. Forever. A hundred haze for the rest of my life. So I can just keep good. coming in here and drinking.
0: Hey. Very good.
2: Hey. Up here. Hey. Hey. Up here. <laughs> nice. But I'm going to stomp clap whenever I walk in here from now on. Go, <laughs> you're only playing yourself. Hey. Yeah. And
3: they'll be like, here's this asshole again. And, then,
2: and I'm gonna, you're going to get a
3: fucking weird hat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Strange hats here. Um, no, but thank you so much. This was this was fantastic. I, I love that you uh, ripped us uh, out of whatever we were all in hibernation to get here. It's great to see you, man. Great to see everybody. Yeah, let's cheers some empty glass. Yeah, let's yeah, go yeah, drink yeah. some more beer. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Um, and Nick, why don't you do that thing? Hit us with those uh, socials. And before we do, actually, real quick, um, Fran, where can people uh, find
2: your find. Find Joy. So where can you (laughs) find Joy? That's up to them individually. (laughs) I'm not going to tell them where to find Joy. They can find copies of the book Joy uh, wherever books are sold. Please buy Indie. Um, the, The best place to get it is directly through Unsolicited Press. Um, but if you don't want to get it through unsolicited press, if you've got a personal vendetta against them for whatever reason, um, (laughs) dig into your local, I don't, I don't know. I've never met someone that does. There's (laughs) probably somebody out there that's like, ah, um, yeah, go to your local bookstore, uh, bookstore and just ask them to order it and they'll get it for you. Uh, if, if you're out of the country, unfortunately you are going to have to give it to, um, Amazon right now, but if Mm -hmm. you're in country, um, don't.
0: That country is the United States. <laughs> yeah, if you're in the
2: United States, don't buy it from Amazon. Get it literally anywhere else.
0: You'll feel better. Awesome. Yeah. Nick,
3: Well, um, there. Well, listen, all you wonderful Sir. fan, thank you so much for <laughs> listening again. And uh, you can find us on the internet at facebook.com slash podcast. We are on Twitter at Book Record beer and on Instagram if Daniel gets us out of Instagram, <laughs> hell, um, at book.record.beer. What did you do? It's fun. I can't wait for you to hear it.
1: I made us six years old, and now we're locked out of our account. Because you're you're a minor in the Instagram
2: world.
3: <laughs> oh, right. Also, uh, you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast, so make sure you do that and tell all of your friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See ya. Bye-bye.